Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Morgan's Pop Talks, breaking down the latest in reality TV and pop culture. I promise I have more comfy, cozy sweaters than this green zip up that I appear to wear every single time that I record an episode of MPT, but it matches my eyes really well. So what can you say? It looks good in videos. If you're watching this and you're like, why is she always wearing the same thing? I don't know because I'm lazy and I like it and it's comfortable. So a little different this week because I'm having to record my podcast episode a couple days early because are you ready for the drum roll? I don't know if you can hear it. And I'm afraid to go like full on drum roll because it will shake the desk. It will look really bad on video, all the things. I don't know. Um, anyways, what I was telling you last week, I had a surprise announcement. And I didn't want to tell you just then, but I'm going to tell you now. Your girl, Morgan PW, Morgan P Talks, Morgie, your girl is going to the Summer House premiere party, baby. <gasps> Woo! we manifested. I told you I got denied the Vanderpump Rules premiere party, which I feel like everybody and their brother was able to go to, not Morg, but she's on the list, baby. So flying to New York, I'm going to be there on Thursday and then just going to turn around and fly back. That's why um, we're not doing the typical pop three and the deep dive and the final thoughts. We're just going to do a love is blind episode one through six thought dump because we have a lot. We have a lot. Redemption season for Love is Blind, you think? I kind of think. Last season was so horrible. I mean, I mean, Lydia and Milton last season was our, like, that was our love story? What? What? But this season, the gloves are off. It's really, I've done this outline 1800 different ways. I did it like bringing it down episode one through six, but that was too confusing. So I'm just kind of going to go through the main plots of the first couple of episodes. And obviously, in my opinion, the biggest one is this love square between Jessica, Jimmy, Chelsea, and Trevor. So Jessica and Jimmy were in it to win it, right? At first, they were very much so into each other. Um, Jimmy, I don't know why Jimmy reminds me of one of my ex-boyfriends from college and like, I'm triggered every time I watch it. And it's like, he actually wasn't my boyfriend because he would never commit to me, but he would like hit me up every 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I know that makes me sound like a booty call. I wasn't a booty call because sometimes we would have like day dates and stuff. But you know, you know how guys were in college. He was a pike, which a lot of you guys were asking. Joey Grazaday, the bachelor, is a pike. And I posted that on my Instagram story and I was like, wow, it really makes sense. And some people were like, what, what does that mean? Basically, what that means from my personal experience now, everyone has a different experience, but the Pikes were fraternity house. And when I was in college, Pike was a, my favorite house and B like the guys ruined my life, but like in the best way, you know, like almost, almost like those toxic relationships that you just can't get enough of. That was me, but the Jimmy was my ex and I just can't deal with it. I'm triggered every time I watch it his mannerisms, his laugh, his eyes, his um, unwillingness to commit, quite frankly. And that's exactly what happens here with Jessica, because I feel like their connection from what we see at least was the strongest until Jessica told him about her daughter. Jessica has a 10-year-old daughter and his whole demeanor change, the dynamic shift um, so that was like strike number one for Jessica and Jimmy. Strike number two was Chelsea planting the seed that she resembles Megan Fox. Let's address it. Let's address the Megan Fox comment. Can I just say that I actually feel really bad for Chelsea? She is getting dragged. And like, let this just be a PSA to everybody everywhere to never compare yourself to Megan Fox because it doesn't matter if you do have similarities. Just don't do it. It's always going to end bad for you. And I think there are two different scenarios, I guess, that are going on um, with what Chelsea was trying to do. The first thing is that she, this is a theory, okay? The first theory is that she really wanted Jimmy to choose her specifically over Jessica. Because Chelsea and Jessica, they're living in the women's quarters. They're seeing each other all the time. And some people think, this is, I'm just repeating the theory. This is not what I think. But some people think that in everyday life, men would choose Jessica over Chelsea. Chelsea knows that. Maybe she's triggered by that. And so she plants this seed. Hey, people tell me I resemble Megan Fox to kind of have a one-up over Jessica. I don't think that that's the case. I th I mean, it's a pretty normal thing to say to somebody. Like, we've had that conversation. I've had that conversation a lot with exes. Like, oh, does do you ever like get told you look like a celebrity? Um, obviously, it's under different premises. And it's not when they can't see your face or your body or anything like that. So it's like when I told my friend or my guy friend, like back in the day, hey, so sometimes people say I look like Katy Perry or um, Kyle Richards. Or even back in the day when I was younger, I used to get Selena Gomez a lot. They can see me and they know that I actually don't look like Selena Gomez's twin, but there are some similarities. So I think that maybe it was just a default conversation that she went to when she was dating. Um, I don't know. I don't I just think that honestly, when it all comes down to it, Jimmy... I don't think he's mature enough to be in this experiment. I I don't even think he's mature enough to be married, you know, and it's not just how he's handling 
the Megan Fox letdown, it's kind of how he's handled every situation, <laughs> you know, episodes one through six. I think he didn't handle the way that Jessica had a kid all that great. And like, let's just be honest. It's also okay if having a child is too much for you. Like it just is for some people and it, it is going to be what it's going to be. It obviously was too much for Jimmy, but it's the way that he reacted to it. Also the way that he reacted to Chelsea being married before. So Chelsea comes out and says, I was married at 18. I was married for five years. We were both just really young and you know, we went our separate ways. There's no animosity or whatever. And he took that really weird too. And so I just feel like he has his head in the clouds a little bit. I don't even know what specifically he's looking for when it comes to the ideal woman, you know, but then you have Trevor on the other hand, who is like so into Chelsea and they would have been a match made in heaven. Pour one out for Trevor and Chelsea. <laughs> it's not over. It's not over because we do see at the end of episode six, that we're going to see more of Jessica and we're going to see more of Trevor. So we'll see if anything comes of that. Um, but let's talk about the EpiPen monologue before we get into um, our next couple. I know people are loving this moment. I did not like it. And I do like Jessica. I mean, she's stunning. She is smart. She's funny. She's got a great personality. But to me, it did come across arrogant, you know, especially because she knows what Chelsea looks like. And she knows that Jimmy is really only down to her and Chelsea. So even if she didn't mean it this way, Chelsea is going to watch it back and she's going to think, oh, Jessica said that because once Jimmy sees the both of us and he's able to compare, he's going to regret choosing me. You know, it doesn't even matter if that was Jessica's intention or not. That is what Chelsea is going to think. And, you know, later in the episodes, I think we see a lot of Chelsea's insecurities come out. Um, and like, was it a great TV moment? Absolutely. Like, are you kidding me? You're going to need your EpiPen. Like, iconic moment when it comes to dragging a man and Jimmy did somewhat deserve it. I mean, he wasn't very forthcoming with her. He wouldn't really tell her what he was feeling or what he was thinking until it was a little too late. Um, but I just didn't love it. I understand why. Of course I understand why she said it. Um, and I've probably said way worse. So who am I to judge? Let's move. Today's sponsor is Factor Meals. Finally starting to get warmer. You want to spend your time outside and not in the kitchen. With Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Visit factormeals.com slash poptalks50 and use code poptalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factors fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. You can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash PopTalks50 and use code PopTalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code PopTalks50 at Factormeals.com slash PopTalks50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. On to a D, Clay, and Matthew. Oh, God, Matthew. We went, we went on a journey with Matthew. I mean, the fact that he was one of the most prolific people in episodes one through six, and I think he actually was only in the first two episodes, and we were like, wow, who is this man? I mean, it's like the first five minutes that he's on the show, he's like, I've never said I love you to anyone, and I've never blinked in a woman's direction. And you're like, oh, he's never going to be able to get married in four weeks to boom, falling in love with AD to boom, falling in love with Amber, which we didn't see a lot with Amber. But that was another love triangle, right? Matt, AD, and Amber. And Matt tells both of these women the same thing, where it's like, I want to ask your father's blessing. We can go on the mountaintop, whatever. So I'm like thinking to myself, Matt truly, truly is a man of so few words that he could not even come up with different words to say to each of these women. And he really gets himself into a pickle because AD and Amber, they go back, they compare notes. Of course, they're going to. She's like, sis, this is not right. This is not right. Amber ends up leaving. And I got to say, Amber, I can't like really specifically remember, but I remember thinking in that moment, like the way she handled the situation, girl's girl. She's a real one. Pour one out for Amber. She was like, I think she said something along the lines of like, I'm not going to get in the way of this for you. I'm just going to leave. So then AD and Matt have one last conversation. And, and well, actually, AD tells Matt, I know that you said this to Amber. And Matt tries to gaslight her so hard. He's like, yeah, I said that um, I needed to ask both of your father's permission for your hand in marriage. But, but I didn't tell Amber that I wanted to leave with her. And it's like, you're insinuating that you would, if you are telling both women that you're ready to get engaged to them, you are insinuating to both women that you would leave with them, right? Things don't work out, whatever. Matthew says he's got to go get Amber. And then he leaves the experiment. He said in one moment, like all of America is on my side. And we're like, oh, boo. You missed the mark on that one. But then I went to, um, you guys remember Renee? I don't I don't know her last name, but Renee was one of the women on last season of Love is Blind whose story got completely cut out. She was engaged. I believe she made it like all the way to the end, maybe even walked down the aisle and it's been pretty um, traumatic for her. Um, they ended really badly. But she posted on her story a picture of Matt saying that, um, you know, all of America is on my side. And she insinuated, she was like, oh, I remember producers trying to say things like this to me. I remember producers trying to get me to say things like this. And she said one quote in particular that they told her to say was, um, I'm going to look like a simp in front of all of America, right? So it's like, you don't really know if he was being fed you know, the seeds were being planted or if he really felt that way. But back to Clay and AD. So AD then goes and tells Clay about the conversation with Matthew. And I have to say, I did not agree with that decision. Did he react poorly? Yes. Did he want to hear that? No. 
absolutely not. And it's like, why would you go into the pod and tell somebody that you have a very strong connection with, you know, they have a strong connection with you and say, oh yeah, I'm going through this thing right now because I'm into this guy, Matthew. And he told this girl that he would leave with her or that he wants to marry her. But he also told me that he wants to marry me. And it's like, it's not even that I have another connection. It's that, oh, I'm going to ask for your father's blessing, you know? And Clay's like, what? With Matthew? You know, we all have that reaction. Matthew? I think AD was trying to put the feelers out on how jealous Clay would be. And he did get jealous. And he reacted very badly. And he does come back and apologize for it. And this is really a great example of, of the roller coaster ride that I feel we as an audience go on with Clay, where one second we cannot believe the words coming out of his mouth. And then the next second, he apologizes for it and he understands what was wrong in his delivery. So he has a ton of self awareness. So it's like, if only he could be self-aware with his thoughts before they came out of his mouth, things might end a little bit better for him, but they get through it. They get engaged. The reveal, I mean, they definitely have the most sexual tension, I think, between any of the couples. They were like petting each other. I mean, AD literally was like, I don't even want to make the noises because it grosses me out a little bit, but she was like, hmm. Mm, 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 for like <laughs> five minutes during the reveal. I was super uncomfy, but um, we also have to talk about the gym conversation because this is another one of those things where Clay just puts his foot in his mouth. They're talking about being fit and having a nice figure and, you know, their body types and ADs talks about, you know, what if I gained weight? And Clay says, oh, I would tell you, get back in the gym. I would tell you, you got to, you know, get it right, get it tight, all these things. And she's like, you would? What if I have a baby? And he was like, you can have a baby, but the next day you better be in the gym, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, okay, why? You know, we all collectively had the, what? Are you serious? And she even comes out and says, you know, I understand what you're trying to say. You want to be encouraging of me, but you there's a fine line between being encouraging and being demeaning, I guess is the word that I'm looking for. You know, it's like if your partner knows that you feel a certain way about the way that you look, it's a fine line because you want your partner to encourage you and they want to be your hype man, your cheerleader, whatever. But if they say one thing in a wrong tone or when you're on your period or when you're PMSing, you can take it a completely different way. And we've all been there. Okay, let's move on. There's nothing like the feeling of being confident in your own skin. It's something that I have struggled with in the past, which is why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best with no complicated routines, no multiple step protocols, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. Right now, I'm using the OS1 Eye Topical Supplement to help strengthen and firm the skin around my eyes. So far, I've noticed it has improved hydration and improved firmness. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. 
By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code POPTALKS at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code POPTALKS. After your purchase, they're going to ask you where you heard about them. Please support the show and tell them I sent you because I love you like a sis. And to Brittany and Kenneth, they seem like a really solid couple. They um, have the same convictions when it comes to religious beliefs. They really bear their soul to each other in the pods. They get really deep. They really peel back the layers of the onion. And to me, they seem like two of the most genuine people on the show when it comes to them really wanting to um, find a husband and a wife and, you know, they see each other and they seem really great together. You know, they're giddy, they're excited, they're into each other. I thought the reveal was a little bit awkward, not because I don't believe that they're not into each other, but, you know, with their religious beliefs, you could tell that they just didn't want to like make out, (laughs) you know, like, like they didn't know if they were supposed to kiss or not. And of course they did a couple of pecs or whatever, but I feel like there was like this unspoken awkwardness where they didn't know what to do. Um, but I talked about this a little bit on my page. I feel like, I feel like this is going to be the plot twist. We usually have to have one plot twist where either a super solid couple doesn't get married or a super shaky couple gets married. And I feel like if the plot twist this year is going to be one of our favorites, don't end up getting married. It's going to be Brittany and Kenneth. Um, Kenneth then does go on to have this conversation with AD in the later episodes about whether or not Brittany will be equipped to raise black children. And this is the first sign. I don't want to say of doubt um, when it comes to Kenneth and marrying Brittany, But I feel like it's the first time that we as an audience um, get to feel the sense that that is weighing on him. You know, up until now, they talked about race. They talked about what it would be like if they had dated. You know, Kenneth says he's never dated a white person before or a white girl before. I can't remember if Brittany said anything about her dating history. But this is the first moment where we start to see that that is a thought process for Kenneth, and it might not be a 100% yes at that current moment. You know, he didn't say anything wrong or even that would insinuate that he was doubting, but it was his mannerisms. You know, he was, I feel like he was being very introspective in that moment. So we'll have to see. Let's move on to Johnny and Amy, who everyone I think is pleasantly surprised by. I really didn't think that they would be into each other, um, but they are. I will say more more so I I didn't think that Amy was going to be into Johnny, but she is. Um, What I like about this couple is that there are no outside forces with these two. Of course, there could have been different love connections in the pods that we just didn't get to see, but you know, for the most part, there's no love triangles when it comes to Johnny and Amy. And like I said, Amy does say when they go to Mexico that Johnny is not the typical type. She wouldn't pay him any attention in the real world, but she's leaning into it. And I think that these two will get married if I had to do a very early prediction. Laura and Jeremy. You know, you know, can we have a debrief for a second? Y'all know that I do everything with love and light in my heart. 
I want to make this fun and happy and like silly and never be mean, but I could not care less. Is it I could not or I could care less? No, I think it's I could not care less. I don't know. I'm always confused about that. Someone's going to write another review calling me the dumbest person on the planet. Go ahead. Do it. I don't care. Anyways, I strongly dislike Laura and Jeremy. Let me tell you, the first red flag that I got from Laura was not the bean dip situation, which we will get into in a second. The first red flag I got from Laura was actually when she went to warn Jessica about Jimmy. So to jog your memory, Chelsea gets back from her date with Jimmy and she goes and tells Laura, Jimmy said he loves me. Laura then runs over to Jessica, squats down and says, that's not your man. Trust me. That's not your man. Trust me. That's not your man. And Jessica's like, why, why, why? And she's like, just trust me. Just trust me. David was watching with me at this time. And I said, that's kind of messed up. Like if you're going to go over there, you know, Jessica only has one connection in Jimmy and you know, she's all in. If you're going to go up to her and say, that's not your man, but give no reason why, no reason whatsoever, you're not helping her. You're triggering her. She has now gone into a thought spiral. I understand that maybe Laura thought she was being protective, but what she was doing, well, A, she was inserting herself into the situation without any context. So all Jessica knew to do in that moment was spiral and get upset and all of these other things. And I just don't necessarily think that it was Laura's place to do that. Um, when it comes to the reveal, I also thought that Jessica was, or I also thought that Laura was not going to be into Jeremy whatsoever, but they were like, they were like touchy feely, kissy, whatever. But then later Laura does say, um, something along the lines of, I told him to get rid of the glasses and the Hawaiian shirts and then it would be fine, which I was like, okay, also she doesn't really like him. Um, I get glimpses of ick from Laura about Jeremy, like when he was in the pool playing with the red balloon, like she was laughing and stuff, but I feel like there are certain moments that she gets the ick. And then we get to this bean dip conversation, which listen to me, if you are an MPT sister, do not ever use the phrase bean dip, please, please don't do it. It's just weird. It will never be my type of humor. Y'all know I'm a prude, but like, I, I mean, I get that for some people it is funny, but it just came across really weird to me. You know, I can't even, honestly, I was so uncomfortable that I was tuning it out. I can't even really remember. It's like, Laura told Jeremy somebody to bean dip AD or something along that those lines. And you can just tell that they're already starting to pick at each other, Jeremy and Laura. And Laura was like, it was a joke. And Jeremy was like, but it was still weird. And Laura was like, well, it's a joke. And Jeremy's like, no, it was weird. And Clay is like, yeah, that's also weird. And I'm offended. Like, don't say that in front of me. And you know, the drinks are flowing in Mexico. You can see it in their eyes. And it's like, they're almost enjoying the fight. You know, we all know those people who have one too many and start to pick at their partner because it 
it feels like they enjoy it. Like that's, I don't want to say that's their definition of love because it's not, but like it makes them feel some sort of passion, maybe the wrong type of passion. You get what I'm saying? They're not going to last. It's giving Stacy and Izzy a hundred percent. Okay. Last but certainly not least, I want to talk about this scene between Jimmy, Chelsea, and AD. So this is the first time that all of the couples are meeting each other on the beach. And this scene rubbed me the wrong way for a lot of different reasons. I mean, the main reason Jimmy saying that woman is stacked to AD is like just something a man should never say, especially on camera that's going to be televised on um, national television. I also just feel like saying that about a woman who's not your fiance, when what you said to your fiance was, you lied to me. You don't look like Megan Fox, you know? And Jimmy never gave that type of reaction to Chelsea. Even when Chelsea asked, like, what do you like about me? He was like, uh, your teeth, you know? So quite the contrast there to have Jimmy spinning AD around, giving her the up and down to Chelsea being like, yeah, I like your teeth. You know, and she can feel it. The insecurities at this point are really just bubbling up for Chelsea. And for somebody who was already feeling insecure in their relationship to see that play out, I feel like definitely only made it worse. Yes, Jimmy's behavior was also inappropriate. I also found AD's behavior to be a little inappropriate. And I don't see a lot of people talking about this. I don't think she's into Jimmy at all. So I don't really know if it's just her personality and I haven't seen it enough yet. But I feel like she was batting her eyes. She was batting those eyelashes up at Jimmy. And like I said, maybe it was unintentional. But I remember thinking like, what is happening here? What is happening? And then we get the first big fight of the season, and it's between Jimmy and Chelsea. And it's been brewing, I think, for a couple days now, because every time we see Jimmy and Chelsea, Chelsea is asking Jimmy for some sort of validation. And, you know, this could very well be editing where they want to put every single time Chelsea feels a little insecure into this one hour episode and leave out everything else. You know, there might be a lot of layers to their relationship that we haven't seen, but you know, Chelsea is clearly having a reaction. She's sitting on the bed. She's crying. She's like, I don't understand how you don't understand how this could upset me. You were off with other people all night and you didn't pay any attention to me and you were twirling AD around like a little ballerina, you know, and it just is giving, I want to say dumpster fire. <laughs> it's just giving, it's never going to last. And I told David, David hates this show. You guys, he hates this show. Um, and he says that he hates a lot of reality TV, but he actually really does hate this show because the psychological warfare in this show is next level. It really is next level. And if you have any, if you have the slightest amount of insecurity, it is only going to be put under a magnifying glass and lit on fire, you know? So I feel like what this show really boils down to in the success rate is whether or not that person is actually ready to be married. You have the Tiffany and Bretts who you knew from the second they had their first date in the pod, 
they were good because they're mature adults that are ready to be married and they love themselves. Jimmy and Chelsea is like the perfect example to me of two people who don't really love themselves. I mean, Chelsea, I'm talking more Chelsea specifically because you can just tell that she, she does have all these insecurities and Jimmy isn't mature enough to show up for her in the way that she needs. Who knows what's going to happen down the road? I mean, we know that Jessica comes back. We saw the preview of Chelsea screaming and crying at Jimmy saying that they slept together, talking about Jimmy and Jessica. So it's going to get real messy up in here. One more little thing that I want to say before wrapping it up. Have you noticed how much food is in this season of Love is Blind? They saw those lawsuits from Nick Thompson saying we weren't allowed to eat and they put a meal in every single episode, whether it was a breakfast buffet, whether it was a sushi date, whether it was a salad date, the food was flowing, honey. They were like, we are absolutely not going to go down this road. We're going to see you how we're going to show you how much these people eat so you can zip it and never be allowed to portray that narrative. Again, so I'm happy for them. They're getting more food. They're getting a lot more variety, it seems. At least we're getting to see it when it comes to the dates. So should I give predictions? I mean, I pretty much already did. I will say if I have to predict one more plot twist, because I did the breakup, I'll do the marriage plot twist. The two people that you're like, oh, I don't know, the Chelsea and Kwamis who you don't know, and then they end up getting married and you're like, oh my God, it would be AD and Clay in my personal opinion. Okay. Okay, you guys, thanks again. Like I said, I know a little bit of a different episode this week, but I definitely wanted to get something to you that you could enjoy. I am going to be vlogging the Summer House premiere party. It'll be up on Extra Pop on the Patreon this Friday, so make sure you're subscribed. The link is in the show notes below. If not, leave a review, a little five-star boop boop. And as always, love you like a sis. A Huda Media Production.